The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. NFL division round of the playoffs. We are down to eight teams. Three quarters of the league is gone. One quarter of the league is here. You're listening to Sean and Brad on the Get Paid Podcast. Brad, how you doing, my friend? Great, brother, down to eight teams already. The cutoff seems so drastic at times, doesn't it? It does. And I tell you, I looked at the uh, the lines. We got the lines, as always, from Bovada Sportsbook. And um, I, it, I'm, I'm finding it hard to make picks. I think they did really well. Um, so we're going to do a little guess the line today um, as we start the, uh, start the segment. And then I'll let you know what the line actually is towards the end of the segment. Awesome. Um, but, yeah, it's um, – it, <laughs> They're, they're tough lines for me to find uh, find some value here. But actually, I do like the over-unders. Now, and usually we don't talk over-unders, so I'll talk about right. that as, as well. But let's just dig in, man. Uh, we had right. a nice nice round of quote-unquote super uh, wild card weekend last week. Um, the big surprise, I guess, um, for me was that, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers completely whiffed. Completely whiffed. Congratulations. Boy, they had nothing. You know, like, is you're... You probably remember this. I mean, um, when Pouncey snapped that ball over Ben Roethlisberger's head, I was thinking immediately the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl against the yeah, Seahawks. Right, First course, snap, that was a safety. The, for, the Browns get a touchdown. Then Roethlisberger throws three picks. Yeah, right. Wow. It's, it's funny. What a meltdown. I know. That was a total meltdown. And maybe, Sean, there, there's something to be said for going into the playoffs with momentum. You know, they had mm-hmm. lost, what, was it four out of five going into the playoffs or something similar to that? Mm-hmm. They had not looked good. You're right. Right? And you can look back to other teams such as the Giants and the Packers and these these wild card teams that enter the playoffs, but they're playing their best football. So yeah. The record really doesn't matter. Look, you know, um, Cleveland went up Cleveland went up 28 to nothing. And early. Early. You know, in the first, um, I believe the first uh, 20 minutes of the game. They were up twenty-eight nothing, maybe even earlier than that. So in the last forty minutes, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, won that game thirty-seven to nineteen. You know, uh-huh. like it, Pittsburgh was able to move the ball, even when they were th- throwing picks, they were moving the ball. Um, let me say this: all credit to Cleveland, they, they won, and I'm happy for them. Pittsburgh really should have won that game. Um, they came out and they really, really lost it. And Cleveland made the plays when they had to make the plays, man. You know, you don't, not every team catches all of those interceptions. You know, a lot of teams like sure, blow it. Sure, right. You know? And right. Cleveland Cleveland made it happen. They had the opportunities. Pittsburgh gave them the opportunity. They seized it. And uh, then it was kind of a battle of attrition, as Cleveland does. Uh, and we'll talk about that later in, when they play, the, you know, when we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. They often play prevent to their detriment. Uh, uh-huh, love it. Right. All right, let's start with the first game of the week, man. One near and dear to your heart. Let's just get it right out of the way. We got the Los Angeles Rams versus the Green Bay Packers. We're going to play guess the line here, and then I'll tell you what the line opened up at this week. Brad, if you were uh, if you were Bavada, where would you have put this line? If I was Bavada, I would make the Packers a seven-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that the Rams' defense is very stout, um, but I think that Aaron Donald is a little bit shooken up. Mm-hmm. And also Jared Goff has been a big question mark. Yeah. So I think, you know, and when you have, when the, the weakest part of your team is the quarterback, right? When that's the biggest question mark, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, right? so that's I, very true. That's not good. That's the last place you want that, right? You can almost kind of have that anywhere else except mm-hmm. for there. Um, 
I'm not trying to be a homer. Yeah. I honestly, I honestly don't think that the Rams have what it takes to go into Lambeau and win. You know, this one, if I were setting the line, I would have put the line at uh, Green Bay minus four and a half. Um, okay. You know, it, it, my opinion, especially when we get to the playoffs, because you and I are big. I mean, we grew up in the '90s, essentially watching football as as young youngsters into teenage, and maybe even the. Well, I guess we didn't hit our 20s until you know early 2000s, but. Um, but our heyday was, you know, basically watching Dal- I hate Dallas, but the Dallas Cowboys, the way they play football, run the ball with Emmett Smith and that big yeah, offensive right. line, play defense and take and you know, force turnovers. Right. So we always like teams that will commit to the run and can play defense. And the Rams are one of those teams and that all season long, I have not included the Rams as one of my Super Bowl threats. In fact, well, it's hard. It's hard to start to interrupt, yeah. but it's, they haven't been consistent. You're right. Prolific in, in any way, shape, and form. I mean, they've had a couple losses there where Jared Goff looked like he never played football before. You're right. And You're people right. remember that, right? And another thing, back, going back to the Green Bay side, is they they are playing their best football right now. I think that Tennessee game where they just put a whooping on them, yeah. I think that game contributes to this seven-point line more than anything else. Um because they kind of proved to people, or at least showed them at least one time, that they could compete on a high level with yeah. a strong team who's physical. And so I think, again, that's where you get your seven. Yeah, it's – look, and Green Bay, the number one scoring offense in the league, but the uh, the Los Angeles Rams are the number one scoring defense in the league. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I know that yards per play – look, you know, we, we, we both bet sports. Yards per play is important. Points per game is important. Probably, you know, two of the most important, um, you know, analytics that you look at. Um, when you're when you're setting pits, so I get that that Green Bay's ability to score points is is huge, but you know McVeigh and the Rams can eke out points. They can scheme they can. points. You know, they, can. they absolutely can. I I, I want to say this about Aaron though. Aaron is a is a is an amazing talent, right? And he's one of those types of players that when he's playing well, you're almost a little bit screwed, right? Yeah. It's like if Steph Curry is on. Like, you're kind of done for. If LeBron is on, if Brady is on, it doesn't matter what's going on on your side of the ball. That player is so much better than the other guys. And I know I sound like a homer, but, I mean, are there people that disagree? I mean, he's he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. And he's playing at that level. Well, it helps. I mean, you know that Ramsey's going to lock up on on Devontae Adams. And that's, like, probably the key matchup. But you also know that, you know, Green Bay could move the ball when Adams was hurt. So let's just say that we live in a world where Devontae Adams is completely neutralized. And I don't think that'll be the case. I tend to think both will get their licks in. I don't think Adams is going to have... But, you know, that's the thing about Adams, though. I really think he's ascended. He is the best wide receiver in the league at this point. Because every, yeah. everybody knows, and I'll give him number one by by a neck um, over DeAndre Hopkins. Sure. Coming into the season, I would have said it's DeAndre Hopkins. I think, if, in my mind, I think Adams has surpassed DeAndre Hopkins. And I know that your thoughts on Tariq Hill are, are well, you know, I think you're right. He doesn't get mentioned in that when he should. But Devontae Adams is like everybody knew for years that the only weapon Green Bay had was Devontae Adams, and he still sure. got 10 catches and 150 yards a game. And I so know. I'm like, DeAndre Hopkins was the same thing, um, especially when like the quarterbacks were hurt. And he had like TJ Yates throwing a ball, which is why I love DeAndre Hopkins. It's like everybody knows they're going to throw it up to, to DeAndre Hopkins. They throw it to the triple coverage, and he comes down with the ball. And he Those, still gets it. Yeah. And, and so like – you know, you got to say that. And then um, Aaron Rodgers is so great at throwing people open. And it's so, so great at that back shoulder. The look over to his left and there's Devont. And they just know, you know, what route they to break know. off. And they it's just know. They just yeah. know. And that's that's really, really rare. We don't get that a lot 
um, you know, in, in sports and in NFL, you probably have like four or five quarterback to wide receiver connections that I can think of. Roethlisberger sure. to Antonio Brown sure. was one of them. And I think maybe Brady to Welker was one of those. I wouldn't even say Brady to Moss because Moss is just like, hey, run long, you know? Yeah, Moss was a freak, yeah. right? Uh, you know, another thing that accounts for the seven-point line, and I know you think that it should be around four, but mm-hmm. we spoke about this yesterday. I disagree. Um, the Packers run the ball way better than anybody right. wants to talk about. Yeah. Aaron Jones and uh, Jamal Williams, right? Mm-hmm. I forget his name. Yeah, Jamal Williams and A.J. Yeah. Dillon as well. But, you and A.J. Dillon. Now, and he's buried on the, the depth ball. chart, right? very effectively man and they seem to be doing it in the right moments and it's for some reason it's been understated I I guess because Aaron threw 48 touchdowns so you can't focus on everything but that's something that's always waiting there for them so that's again why I would give him the seven yeah and Aaron Jones is also a factor in the passing game and back to like DeAndre Hopkins even if Ramsey can lock him down you still have to deal with um, Aaron Jones you still have Lazard, who's pretty good. Valdez Scantling drops a touchdown every game, but you know it's he... funny because he does that. Hell, my God, I, I want to strangle him because he'll catch a bomb. Yeah, he'll take one sixty-five yards, and mm-hmm. he'll look beautiful. And then he'll get the opportunity to do it again, and he'll blow it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know where that comes from. Maybe it's just like a rite of passage type deal. But man, is he infuriating. Yeah, and so you have him, so you get opportunity there. And then Tunyon, I like him as well. So like I this, like Tunyon too. So they're, I mean, this offense, even if they lock and put away, even if Ramsey can lock Adams down, the Rams' defense, as great as it is, is still going to have some issues, in my opinion. <clears throat> but uh, Aaron Donald, that's a big deal too. I mean, I think he'll play. Um, I'm wondering, though, if the Rams are going to have Cooper Cup, who has well, a contusion. he's another one. He's another one. Yeah. He may not play, right? So Jared Goff, uh, he's severely injured on his throwing hand, is he not? Yeah, it's his throwing hand thumb. Okay, so Cooper Cup is beat up, and Aaron Donald is beat up. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup got injured in this this weekend's game, did they not? They did, and actually Cooper Cup, the way he walked off the, the sideline, I thought it was way worse, but it's just a contusion. Yeah. So, so I, another advantage yeah. to getting the bye, Yeah. Right? Yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. Um I think this game I think this game is a lot closer. They actually played last year. The Rams won the game, which is interesting. Um one of the Packers three losses last year. But, I don't even remember that. Uh yeah, I was I was talking about it the other day. Anyway. They lost to San Fran- okay, go ahead, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so the Rams. Let's let's talk about the line. So Bavada put the line at plus seven. Okay. Um I really, really think that this is like a four or five point game. That's why I would yeah. have said four and a half, four, four and a half, something like that. I'm going to take the Rams to cover here. What do you think? Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to take Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they they usually excel in this round from what I've seen. Yeah, right. You know, just, just one game to get them to the NFC Championship. That, for some reason, has been a completely different story. Yeah, the AFC. Yeah, especially the NFC in Aaron Rodgers' tenure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this round that they have, simply by way of them having a week off and getting this game at home, I think that's enough to actually earn them the victory. Yeah, I look, I mean, I think that... Um... I think that Goff did enough throwing the ball, at least in terms of like getting the ball out of his hand. I'm not super worried about it. It's not like every throw was a duck or anything like that. But you're right. I mean, he doesn't look like the Goff of two years ago. You know, some confidence issues here. The good thing about the Rams is they are able to run the ball. Um, Cam Akers is really coming along. I think this is a super interesting game. I think this is a lot closer than comfortable. Uh, first game of the week, Saturday afternoon, going to be a fun one. I'll take sure. Green Bay. I'm sorry, I'll take the Rams. Brad takes Green Bay. Uh, my computers, by the way, if you're interested, they also take Green Bay. Um, 
you know, to, to, to cover there. So computers agree with Brad. Next game, we got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Buffalo Bills. Oof, oof. Uh, that's on Sunday night. Woo. Or I'm sorry, Saturday night. Saturday night. Gosh, I don't... Look, there's really good matchups. I like the matchups across the board um, for this week. I mean, they're just... They're really, really interesting matchups. Even the Cleveland-Kansas City matchup... I, you know, we could have had Baltimore versus Kansas City and Buffalo versus Pittsburgh. That probably would have been the sexier kind of group of games. But, you know, Cleveland comes with their own stuff, too. But we'll talk about them in a bit. Baltimore, look, they're on a roll. They've won now six straight, including the including their playoff game. Let me say this about Baltimore is, you know, Tennessee's very talented. We both like Tennessee. Um, we both predicted, Brad, that Baltimore would roll. Lamar Jackson threw that early interception. And I texted you after that. I'm like, you know what? If Baltimore gets rolled here... I'm I'm selling my I'm I'm officially sure. out on Lamar Jackson. But what did he do? He came down. And he he really willed that team to victory, and that's what you want to see. You know, yep. that's what you want to see. He like if he's the guy, he's got to will them sometimes yep. in a big game, and he did that. He did that, and you could make the ar- I do make the argument that well, look, you know, Justin Tucker missed a fifty-something yard field goal in that game. You don't often see Tucker miss, and actually wasn't a bad miss. The thing was straight as an arrow. He just put a bad swing on it, but. Um, he hit a 51, you know, 50 something yarder right after that. Uh, but outside of that, you could make the argument that Tennessee did outplay Baltimore. You could easily argue Baltimore outplayed Tennessee cause they really shut down Derrick Henry and kudos to them. These two teams, they had locked horns. Now this would have been the third time in a year, um, considering they played in the playoffs, um, last year, long story short, man, uh, Lamar Jackson made throws and he responded after the interception. That's what you want to see from a young quarterback. Last year, we saw him like throwing his helmet or like you know take his helmet off and you know kind of huffing and walking to the sideline and stuff. Um, a little bit of the same against the Chargers two years ago, but it was a different Lamar Jackson. That's a big deal. Buffalo, you know, we said here's the big question: uh, Josh Allen, is he going to be able to stand up to uh, to the pressure? Last year, he had a little bit of a freakout in the playoffs, yep, right? Yep. That lateral, you know, that we were laughing about all year. I was like, okay, let's see. Is he going to come out? He made big throw after big throw. I'm just throwing balls on a dime. Yeah, yeah. He's been incredible. These two quarterbacks quarterbacks came out in the same draft. Um, Both probably the best running option on their team as well with respect to J.K. Dobbins, who I really like. I just think this. Both defenses are playing the best ball they played all season. Both both offenses, I think, might be playing the best ball they played all season. I think there aren't aren't two hotter teams playing this week. I think the New Orleans Saints are also hot, but Baltimore and Buffalo are just as hot. I disagree with you there, but we'll get to the Saints in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let me let me know. I mean, what do you think about this game? And then I'll hit you with the line. Okay, should I guess the line? Is that what we're playing still? Yeah, sure. Guess the line. What do you think? Pavada has this line at. Okay, this one is very difficult for me. I, I'm going to have a hard time picking this game. Uh, I would assume that Bavada has this uh, as Buffalo three-point favorites. Mm. Mm. You are correct. Uh-huh. On oh, the nose. Okay, look at that. On the nose, Buffalo three-point favorites. Um, and, I, you know, I don't have anything. I, I mean, where else would you put the line? I, I don't know. I mean, I could see this. We'll see where the money goes. I tend to think that because Baltimore's such, on such a tear and Baltimore gets more publicity, I feel like, and Lamar Jackson, the optics of what he did running the ball. Um, and I got to say, man, that touchdown run towards the end of the first half, that 48-yarder awesome. scramble, awesome. I think that was the difference. I mean, mathematically, it was a difference in the game, but that was it right there. That's when it flipped for me. The, the 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 script flipped for Lamar Jackson. And great for him. But I don't know where else you would put this line. Um, both teams are hot. 
I think you got to respect what Buffalo's done. They're the only team that's proven on the field that they're everybody as hot as is the Baltimore Ravens. So we're going to sure. get, I mean, we're going to get a slug match here. I tend to think it's going to be more offensive than defensive, but it would not shock me because both defenses are playing really well. Yeah. So it's good, man. Who would you take in that line, Baltimore or Buffalo? You know what? I would take Buffalo because I think that offensively they're they're clicking on all cylinders. And Lamar Jackson is fantastic, and he's dynamic, and he can bust out a 50-yard run at any point. Um, but it's a different type of feel. I feel like uh, the Buffalo offense is just – it's head and shoulders above them, and they're they're zooming. They are zooming. You know, Baltimore, you look at the offensive numbers. Like Dobbins got in the end zone, but he, he I think he had 70-something yards against the Titans – uh, the Titans, I think, you know, they had a good, they always have a good game plan. It's almost like a divisional game at this point when you play three times in a calendar, well, not in a calendar year, but like in 12, worth of 12 months of play three times. You've game planned for them now three times. You know what to expect. Uh, the teams are ready for for um, uh, Lamar Jackson's speed because they've seen it on the field a couple of times. Buffalo, I don't know that they're as prepared for Tennessee. Like, I'm a little concerned for Buffalo. I tend to think Buffalo should win this game because of that offense. And I'll say this, like, if Buffalo goes up, I, I've been saying this all year too. I'm a big on on offense, expl- like offensive explosion. And if you're losing by 10 points or 14 points in the fourth quarter, can you quickly come back? Buffalo, sure, their sure. ability downfield passing to come back. And yes, I know that you know Baltimore's defense will limit them a little bit. I do think Baltimore, or I do think Buffalo can put up points in a hurry and I close a gap late. I think Baltimore still, if they are, if if they're losing to the point where Lamar Jackson can't run the ball over and over again. Or they can't just pound with J.K. Dobbins and Lamar and Gus Edwards or whoever you know the rotating cast is there. Then Baltimore down fourteen in the fourth quarter concerns me. But Buffalo can't run, uh-huh. <laughs> so Buffalo has to throw. Yeah, it's right. the weirdest thing. Like I don't, I love both teams. I think both teams really match up well. I, I, I really don't know, know who to pick in this one, man. I know, I know, I don't either, and I would definitely not bet it. But yeah. absolutely stay away from it. Yeah, um, I'll take Buffalo because I feel like they've earned the right this season to be picked, and because they can they can score through the air if yeah. they need to, and to me that means they can win the game in the first half or come back and win the game in the second half. Well, that's a good point that you made. They've definitely earned the right to be picked, right? I mean, they, their record I think it was thirteen and three, was it not? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, so they were thirteen and three, and let's face it, they lost one because of a fool Hail Mary. Yeah, right. Does it count? Yes, but yeah, shouldn't have happened, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially, they're a fourteen and two team, right? And I think that maybe, quite possibly, Buffalo was the most consistently dominant team throughout the entire year. It certainly wasn't Kansas City, right? Right, and right. I, you know, Green Bay was thirteen and three, but they had a couple. They've had about ten quarters you know, throughout the year where they kind of got manhandled. Yeah, right. You're right. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we saw that from Buffalo. I know there was a dip mid-season. Yeah, but, you know, it, it was also a dip, interestingly, that corresponded with bad weather. And you did get that uh-huh. fluke of, uh, of, um, of the, you know, the DeAndre Hopkins in triple cover. I don't know how you could have covered that ball, that pass, any better. Uh, right, exactly. You know, I mean, it's just like— One of those like, deals, and it was unfortunate for them, so— yeah, you know, and it is what it is. Baltimore, like we expected, Brad, you and I expected Baltimore to win out when they were 6-5. and five. Um, Baltimore has a lot of confidence, but so does Buffalo. It's just an interesting game. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's a fantastic matchup. Yeah, it is. Um, so there you go. 
the Bavada at Odds podcast. My name is Seth Everett. I'm joined by the head odds maker at Bavada, Patrick Morrow, as we break down the latest odds in all the major sports. NFL week to week as the playoffs are upon us, we'll break down the latest odds plus the futures. It's the Bavada at Odds podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Let's move it on. We got Cleveland Browns versus uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, man. Wow. And um, look, Cleveland, they survived. I, I, you know, COVID, um, um, Stefanski, I mean, it, it's not a slam dunk. I don't think that that Stefanski will be back because he tested positive. Sure, but I think he'll sure. be back. I mean, it might be a slam dunk by now. I might have missed it. But I looked yesterday, and I, I didn't see that he was you know, confirmed back. But let's just assume Stefanski will be back. Let's assume... Uh, they're fine. I did see that the Browns were cleared to practice in their facilities, which is good. So, you know, they stomped out whatever uh, was going on in the organization. So that's a good thing. Um, I still don't think that Nick Chubb gets the ball enough. <laughs> it's, it's been a common theme all year. And when he gets it, he busts a, a beautiful run out, right? He just – He dominated. I mean, he, it, yeah. like they gave him – they gave him – this is what drives me crazy. I said it the same thing last week is they give him the ball in between the 20s. And every time he gets the ball, he goes like 20, 20 yards, yeah, man. He never falls backwards. He's even good with his hands. And then they get inside the 10-yard line, and they put Kareem Hunt in there. I don't know, man. And and so they're up by 28 on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was expecting because they were, they were up so fast, Brad. Yeah, they're up so fast on the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first you know twenty minutes of the game. They're up twenty eight points. I was convinced that Nick Chubb was just going to have like oodles of carries to them to bleed out the clock because nope, do it, right? nobody can stop him. Nobody can stop him. Yeah. So I figured first down after first down. What do you have like fifteen carries or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah. Interesting. No. What are you doing? No? Are you doing? <laughs> I know. How does that happen? Pittsburgh, meanwhile, against Cleveland's prevent score outscores them thirty seven to nineteen the rest of the game. Yeah. Cleveland fans are quick to say, well, you don't understand the prevent. I do understand the prevent, but I've also seen it executed well, like even yeah. dating back to like Marty Schottenheimer in Cleveland. You know, although we, we remember the uh, I won't bring it up. I won't bring it up, Cleveland fans. I won't bring up the Denver Broncos fiasco. But look, I, I, I know what prevent defense is. I know what the bend don't break is. We, you watched it for years in Tampa Bay, Brad, um, when you were growing up. And Tony Dungy, I get it. But Cleveland gives up points a lot, like really fast when they have a lead. Yeah, I, you know, I've seen Green Bay do this prevent BS time and time again, and uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't. The teams continue to do it, and the strategy I know is to get the clock running, to keep yeah. it running, keep everyone in front of you. But meanwhile, you're giving up chunk, chunk, chunk. Then six plays and a touchdown happens, and it's mm-hmm. like, why is that a better alternative to just playing real football? You know, I, it drives yeah. me mental. It, it me does. Mental. It does. And let me say How this: How could that be better? I know. I agree. And, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they did well. Cleveland, you know, of course, won the game. The game was never in doubt. And I'll say this, um, you know, Pittsburgh was scoring, but Cleveland continued to score. Um, so they went into the halftime. They did score, like, a touchdown kind of later, maybe in the even the fourth quarter. I can't remember. But they did end up putting the game kind of out of reach. Good for Cleveland, right? They did what they did. But the reason I bring this up is they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Okay? Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs also went down 24 to nothing. You know, and the, yeah. it, it should have gone down twenty-eight nothing. But you remember last playoffs a year ago, they went down twenty-four nothing to the Houston Texans. You and I, after that, at, right after that game, we said, and we actually were Texan. This game isn't over. It's Kansas City Chiefs are not a team that you can play prevent defense against. So no. I'm worried tactically, and I'm worried that Cleveland won't give 
20 how hard is this man just give 20 carries to nick chubb just do it yeah, give him five yeah. screen passes and 20 carries every week just do it i know i know but i will say this i'll defend baker he's really up this game recently gonna, don't you yeah, think i love it love it yeah yeah he's playing fantastic so it's not the all of a sudden it's not the worst option for them so i agree i agree but let me say this and i've i've said this in recent weeks and i believe it nick chubb is the best running back in the NFL since Ladanian Tomlinson. Mm. Okay? Better than everybody else other since Ladanian Tomlinson. Okay? And they're splitting carries. I know they're keeping him fresh and all this stuff. But you remember that that uh you know that 15 and 1 Chargers team, the team that was marching towards the Super Bowl until Philip Rivers yes. tore his yes. ACL. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. You know that team could pass the ball too. Right? They could pass the ball with Phillip Rivers. I don't mind that Baker Mayfield gets touchdown passes, but to not have Chubb on the field when it's first and goal from the five yard line, it's. Yeah, it's an odd strategy. It really is. I agree. Look, and Kareem Hunt's a Pro Bowl talent. He gets to play his old, uh, his old team, Kansas City Chiefs, this week. Well, Kareem Hunt is very good. I'll he's very good. He's not as he's good very, as Nick he's Chubb. A very good player. He's a very good player, though. But but they have they have their their work cut out for it, man. I I really want to see Cleveland take this, but you know you still don't know. Like the like the Chiefs could go in there and just blow them away by twenty eight. Like would you be surprised if that happened? No. And, and the Chiefs we have not seen the Chiefs play. Yeah. I don't even think we've seen them play a full half yet this right, season. Right. Right. Well, maybe they're just yeah exactly. It's been a while, hasn't it? And Andy Reid is, we know this, we talk uh, for years, if you look at, you know, by, by the book, by the analytics and all that stuff, uh, Bill Belichick is pretty deadly off of bye weeks. Right next to him is Andy Reid. Two yeah, weeks sure. to game plan. Sure. I mean, look, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be ready for this game. I don't love that Mahomes didn't take a snap in week 17. I like to at least use that as almost like the first preseason game, get a drive or two. But I understand why they did it, and it's fine. And there's a Super Bowl champion, so, you know, they, you know, I think they'll be fine. But the team just was never really clicking to me offensively. Yeah. And they should have gone 15-1. to They they lost that last game on purpose. They didn't care about that game. Sure. They didn't lose it on purpose. But, you know, they just they rested all their stars. They didn't care about that game. So they were 14-2 and team, and they haven't reached their potential yet this year. That is frightening. And they've played their best games against the best teams. So they're going to be up for this one game. haven't played their best. Very frightening. So let me let me ask you this, Brad. Um, first of all, guess the line. What do you think Pavada has this game at? I would guess that the Chiefs would be favored by ten points. Okay, I'll let you know whether or not uh, you know where you're off at. Um, let me ask you this though: if the Cleveland Browns yeah, right. Let me say this. If the Kansas City Chiefs snap the ball over, over Mahomes' head and the Cleveland Browns get a touchdown, and then they get three interceptions and they pile up the points and we're, you know, 10 minutes into the second quarter and Cleveland's up 28 to nothing, do you think it's a safe lead for Cleveland? If Cleveland's up 28 to nothing? 20 minutes into the game. I if, do think it's a safe lead. I, think, I don't think it's a guarantee. I don't think it's a slam dunk, but I think that they're good enough these days to hold on to that bad boy. I do. Uh, I don't think it's safe. Okay. Okay. I don't. I, I think that if they're up 28 to nothing and it's the first quarter just ended, I think that Kansas City's in big trouble. I do. Mm-hmm. Talk to talk to the Houston Texans. Talk to Deshaun Watson. I'm a pair. <laughs> yes, right. I know, I know. But but here's the thing is that we haven't seen that from KC, you know? And it's like, 
I, you think you're so so damn good and talented that you can just turn that on in the yeah. NFL anytime. It's true. it's true. Anytime, forever. Maybe there's windows where like you're so much better and you're clicking that mm. you just know it. But that does not last. Yeah. It never has. It never will. And maybe that window closed. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of the 2011 Green Bay Packers who went 15 and one, but they weren't that good, oddly enough. You know, yeah. and maybe this mirrors that. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, you guessed that Bavada had Cleveland's uh, plus 10 on the road, and um, you're correct. Right on the head. Now, I don't know where the the lines moved in the middle of the week, but that's where the line opened up. So let me ask you, Cleveland plus 10 versus the Kansas City Chiefs, who would you take there? I'm actually going to go with Cleveland because I haven't seen Kansas City uh, pulverize anybody in a very long time now. So that's where I'm at. Um, I'm with you. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to take Cleveland. Cleveland, um, you know, I, I almost feel Cleveland is better in slug matches. Um, you know, I do feel sure. like if Kansas City goes to an early lead, I think maybe Cleveland, you know, might get a little bit tight. They're a younger team. Um, but we really haven't seen that. If Cleveland goes to a lead, I do think that they'll let Kansas City play back into it. But I do feel like it's going to be a close game, regardless, within 10. It would not shock me if Kansas City completely you know, blows them out of the water. But they haven't been blowing a ton of people out of the water this year. They've had games. They have. Um, and they've, interestingly, like, you know, the great teams, they don't look great. And then you look at the scoreboard, and they've, they've won by two scores, and the game was never in doubt. And you're yeah, like, oh, right, okay. Right, right. I know. I know. You know, so it's it's sure. one of those um, things. But Cleveland, I feel like they'll keep it close. Ten points is a lot, so I'll take Cleveland um, to ride that mojo. And I am, you know, I do have a soft spot. I am kind of rooting um, for them. I think Baker Mayfield is a great quarterback for that city. Um, you know, his teammates love him. It, it, they're a fun team, man, and they're going to be good moving forward. So good for Cleveland. Uh, last game of the week here, Sunday, uh, I believe it's Sunday evening. It might be Sunday afternoon. I Forgive me if I'm wrong, uh, but it is the last game of the week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. This is the third time they've played this yeah. season. New Orleans has handled the Tampa Bay Buccaneers two times. Now, one of them was the first week where Brady just did not have his timing down with his receivers, so you can almost throw that out. But the second time they played, New Orleans wasn't even full strength in that game. Yeah. And they right. handled Tampa Bay. Right. Very interesting. Tampa Bay, one of the few teams that is both top 10 in uh, offense and defense in terms of scoring. New Orleans is the only NFL team that is top five in scoring and, um, and uh, defensive scoring, you know, points against sure. and points scored. Uh, so there you go. What do you think about this game, Brad? Whew, man, well, first off, should I bet the line? Are we continuing with that? Because I, I three for three so far. I just have to say that. You are three for three. You hit them I'm on the head, three. all three. You're I right. Am. You're right. Uh, okay, guess the line. Where do you think that uh, that Bavada put this one? I would put New Orleans as a three-point favorite. All right. I'll let you know after we talk about it. But what do you think about the game? Uh, man, this one's maybe the trickiest one for me. I feel like maybe Tampa Bay is a year too early and that they're not going to really hold up because they're, they're not able to click well enough to, to keep up with the Saints who've been together for a while, as far right. as I can tell. Right. Right. But also, I don't think the Saints look that great, man. I mean, what did they score against the Bears? 21? I mean, it's not like they, they set the house on fire. I feel like right? they got to 28 eventually or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Okay. You're right. And, you're, and they, but you're right. They lucked out because the Bears dropped a pivotal touchdown. It was one of the worst drops I've ever seen in my life. I mean, just 
was bad. Uh, it, 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 that one hurt to watch, right? You know, it, yeah, and you're right. I mean, you're, you you talk about momentum. You look on the stat sheet. You know, you'd say, um, and I know this. Like Saints homers would be like, oh man, look at look at the scoreboard. That touchdown would have made it would not have made a difference. It makes a well, big difference when it you does. score, and the Bears really were winning that first quarter and a half, dude. They were. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so I don't think that the Saints lit them, lit them up by any means. And, but that doesn't mean that they can't, right? right. And, and I just want to say this. I, Drew Brees, like, he looks stale, right? It's not dynamic for some reason. It's like Big Ben also looked very stale. Ben looked super tight, which I was shocked yeah. by. Looked really nervous in that game. Baker actually looked looser than Ben did in that game. And then I look at... Um, yeah, Breeze, I actually thought Rivers, his arm looked weak. It reminded me of like the Peyton Manning, late late career Peyton Manning. But Breeze, I think, is... is yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think he looks all right. He almost feels like a game manager. He As as a non-Saints fan, he feels like a game manager, but he is much better than that. You know he is, right? But yeah, right. You're yeah. right. It is kind of like, you know, like stale bread. You're right. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing really imaginative or dynamic about it. In any way, and it's kind of been that year for him, right? He's mm-hmm. not he's not lighting people up by any means, but they are a very good good roster. Uh, they're very balanced, and they they do have really good coaching, much to our chagrin. Yeah. Um, but let me say this: on the other side of the ball is Tom Brady, and then his there has never been a moment too big for that guy. And You're... that my that my friend is is something that's that's powerful, man. That's that that's everything, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I can't, this... I can't pick this. You know, between I was texting you between these two quarterbacks, there's 1150 something, 52 I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. touchdown passes. We're never gonna see. Well, I shouldn't say never. I mean, it's the new NFL. We we might get a matchup like that, but it's rare. I mean, it's certainly it's the most. You're gonna hear that as a storyline. The most ever, you know, combined touchdowns by quarterbacks. The most years combined combined for quarterbacks. 41 and 43, I believe, between the two of them. Like it, it's just it's a good. For the um, you know, for the encyclopedia of football, it's a great matchup. And let me say this: also for the encyclopedia of football, I hope the Packers um, hold serve and make it to yeah. the next round, so that we can either get um, Rodgers versus Breeze, sure, sure, in the NFC Championship game, or Rodgers versus Brady. Brady, and that's the one I've been looking for for a long time: is Rodgers well, we versus Brady. It. We might, we might, we might. You're right, but Tampa Bay. You know, I just feel like New Orleans. New Orleans knows Tampa Bay. You know, they just have their I know, number. I know. Yeah, they do. They do. I so know. Tampa Bay is going to come in with the chip on their shoulder, and they got the goat, and that's great. New Orleans is coming in with a lot of confidence. Like, we, we've housed these guys, you know. We, we know we know what to expect. We're going to beat them. And that's great for them. Um, plus, it probably helps a little bit that Jameis Winston's on that sideline, knows kind of the system a little bit. Maybe can, sure. you know. Sure. but. All that knowledge has already been passed along to New Orleans. So yeah, right, right. You know, it, it's it's a great game, Brad. You guessed that Bavada had this line at plus three. You were four for four, nail on the head. Wow! Wow! Yep. Look at that. We've said in the show before that for some reason I am dialed in. You're dialed playoffs. into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, know, you know? I know. I don't know where that comes from. It's I just, don't know. Yep. It's innate. Yeah, yeah. I wish, I could, I wish I could impart it on. You. I, just, <laughs> I wish you could apply to any other part of your life. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So who this would you take? It. Who would you take, man? Tampa Bay plus three at New Orleans. Oh man, this is my least favorite bet. Um, I really, honestly think because of the power of Tom Brady, it could go either way. 
I guess I would give New Orleans a 51% chance of covering. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to take New Orleans just because I've I've seen it somewhat recently. Man, New Orleans is New Orleans is good. Look, Tampa Bay. You know, we talk about this throughout the season. Tampa Bay has been very early on. I said Tampa Bay is one of the teams that I think can win the Super Bowl. New Orleans is another one. Um, Kansas City, obviously. I don't think Baltimore, by the way, is one of them. I would say Buffalo uh, is. Yeah. And I would say that uh, Green Bay is, although it wouldn't shock me if the Rams— I mean, it really, at this point, would no, not shock me. it wouldn't shock me either. I mean, the only outcome that would actually shock me this weekend is if Cleveland beat Kansas City. That would be a shocker. That would right? be a shocker, but at the same time, I could see it. Like, the young team learning on the job I, yeah, and growing I a— com- I could it. see it. I could yeah. see it, sure. Yeah. But I think it's the least probable— I agree. I agree. I agree with that. So um, I'll take New Orleans as well. But you know what I really like in this game is Bavada has the over-under at 51.5. I like the over. I think both teams will score here. I think we're going to get like a one team in the 30s, another team in the 20s, which I guess would be, you know, let's call it New Orleans 31, Tampa Bay 26. Sure. New Orleans covers. That's what I'll, that's what I'll say. But uh, my computers, by the way, Brad, like Tampa Bay. They like Cleveland as well. They wow. like Baltimore, wow. and they like the Packers. So the only points, they take the points in every matchup except for the Packers where they uh, where they lay the points, that seven-point wow. uh, seven thing. So going to be very interesting, Mr. Brad. It's going to be a really good week of football. I'm looking forward awesome. to uh, talking at um, AFC NFC Championship next week. It's going to be good, man. It's going to be a good wind-down to the season. I like these teams left. I like these matchups. Very intriguing. I mean, even look, even if Kansas City beats the crud out of Cleveland, like we maybe not beat the crud, but even if we think um, Kansas City beats up, um, sorry, Brad, I think I lost you a little bit. I was I was saying, even if Kansas City beats Cleveland, um, like we expect, and you know, even if they beat the crud out of them, it's still an interesting game because I really want to see what Cleveland does. I know, I know. How it's many young teams do we see shrink in the moment? It happens often. Happens often. And, Kansas, er, and Cleveland goes out, takes advantage of some opportunities, and goes up 28 points in their first playoff game. All right, well, that's a game. Yeah, right. That's right. It's powerful, man. It's cool. That, that may be my favorite game of the weekend. It, the Green Bay game is my least favorite because I won't be able to enjoy a second of it, right? Yeah, you're going to have an ulcer, but yeah. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. But that Cleveland matchup, man, that is so fun. Yeah. That is so fun. Well, on that note, Brad, you got anything else for the folks before we head out? I got nothing to say to anybody, really. There you go. Go up, make some bets, get paid. You want to get paid? Then get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games. From the fantasy to the gambling. We the NFL experts help you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything from the players to the coaches. So get paid on a Sunday. Because the team right here know the game the most. From Chi-Town to the Florida coast. Got swag. Got butter with the toast. Brad's a washed up model. Don't hate on that. Sean writes the fantasy football almanac. So quit that losing time to win. We talk fantasy or real. Whatever you win. You're going to wish this podcast never ends. Now get ready. Ready for the best show to begin. Let's go.